Hey, what's up, family? Hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are having a great Wednesday. Hope y'all are being productive and, and efficient and effective in the will of God that God has for you. Um, I'm excited about this video because I'm going to talk about four reasons why you must heal. So if you feel like this is a video that you think would be beneficial to someone, make sure you share it. And if you're watching for the very first time, my name is Josh Wesley, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching the video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be a coach here online, but for those who've been subscribed for a long time or for a little bit of time, I want to say welcome to my online community. Thank you so much for being a part, and I hope that y'all continuously gain insight, information, and, and practical ways to pursue the purpose that God has for you. So as everyone is coming in live, as everyone is watching, Make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you're ready to engage because this is a very important topic that a lot of us need to really process through because we must heal. But let's get right into my notes. Let me share my screen real quick. I forgot to do that. I'm going to share my screen, get my slides going. There we go. Why you must heal. Now, the scripture that I want to read real briefly that I think will be beneficial. What's up, princess? How you doing? Is let's read these few scriptures. Let's get into these points so that we can understand why we must heal. But Psalms 34, 17 through 20 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. That verse is very profound. Let's break it down a little bit. It says, when the righteous, the righteous meaning those who are in right standing with God, those who have been um, through his goodness, been drawn to repentance, those individuals who understands their need for a savior, those individuals who have allowed the salvation of the Holy Spirit to position them in right standing before the Father so they actually can understand who, who help is and where help comes from. It says, when the righteous cry for help, meaning that uh, there are some people who are believers who are too pride, who are too prideful to cry. You can't be too proud to cry. You can't be too proud to cry. You got to say, hey, I am unable. And that's what's beautiful about the imputed righteousness of Jesus. It lets me know that I was bought with a price. It lets me know that, that I have been brought into the family. It lets me know that I have been adopted. Therefore, I actually have someone who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings and, and the ruler of everything to cry out for help. The issue is the reason why many of us are unwilling to be healed and the reason why we're not healing is that we're too proud. We don't want to cry for help. It says the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. Notice it says the Lord, not God. It says the Lord. That means the one responsible for, the one that cares for. That's why he says, um, uh, take my yoke upon you for it's easy, for it's light. That's the word of God, right? And so he says, the Lord hears. That's why I love about that, that he hears your cry. He hears my cry. And not only does he hears, but he delivers. But we first must understand that we are righteous before him because of Jesus, that we are in right standing, not through our own efforts, not through our own works that we have came into salvation. But with that, I must understand my position to him. So therefore, I know who to cry to for help. It says the Lord hears. I must understand that he's my Lord. Not only is he's my God, but he's my Lord. He's responsible for me. That there, where there's where, since he is Lord, that means he loves. That he hears and delivers me or us out of all our troubles. The Lord is near. That's important. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. God is not far away. 
God is not distracted by your pain or is distracted from your pain. He understands and he's near. The issue is many of us do, does, do not fully understand just how near God is to us who have been brokenhearted. And he says, and he saves the crushed in spirit. But in order for us to not get put ourselves in crushed spirit positions, we must make sure that our hope is in him. But if, if life happens and things happen to you and you get hurt, he says, you can cry to me. I hear you. I deliver you, not from some of your troubles, but all of your troubles. I am also near to you and I will save your crushed spirit. And it says many are the afflictions of the righteous. In this life, it's going to, you're going to be afflicted. People don't like people who are, are pursuing and going after goals or some people just don't like you. And there's going to be some times where you're going to be afflicted. You're going to be offended. You're going to be emotionally wounded. We live in a fallen world. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Not you. No one's going to go through this life unscathed. No, you're going to be hurt. You're going. Things are going to happen to you. We're not talking about big things. I'm not speaking it over your life, but I'm saying thing. People are going to offend you. People are not going to like you. So many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. That's powerful. Let me. Oh. There we go. First Peter five says, and after you have suffered a while, the God of all grace. Who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself. I love that. Will himself after you suffer. Why? Because there are some lessons in suffering. Please understand. There's some lessons that we gain when we go through life. There are certain modules that we have to go through. We're not talking about uh, uh, unnecessary suffering. We're just talking about basic life suffering, basic life issues, basic life pain. And it says, after you have suffered a while and learned while you're going through it, the God of all grace, because his grace is sufficient. Paul said, man, there was a thorn in my side that I begged for it to be removed, but it wasn't because that 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 thing that was on his side was was a lesson. Was, was a process. We're not talking about God. We, I'm definitely not saying God puts cancer on people. I'm not saying God afflicts people or wounds people or put disease on people. Now, that's not what I'm saying. We're just talking about the basic navigation of a fallen world, right? And it says, and after you have suffered a while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore? That's why I love that. Will himself restore? confirm that even though people uh, have watched you suffer and watched you go through these trials and these pains, they're going to have to see that God is confirming himself and restoring you and confirming his will in your life. Because I am who I am through the lessons I live through. I, 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 am, I am more thankful for the tough times of my life than the times where I held trophies, than when the times where I had treasure and where I had triumph, because it was through those tests, those trials, those wounds, those hurts that I found God. It was because I was afflicted, I was able to understand and embrace his attributes. I was able to see him as the nearest one in my life when people abandoned me. I, I began to realize that he was the most loving person, even when, when people wasn't showing the love that I needed. That's why it's important that we, after we have suffered a while and gone through the, 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 the basic things of a fallen world, dealing with fallen people and fallen things, we know that God is the God of all grace and that he who has called me and you to it for his eternal glory, God is not going to uh, 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 
um, lose an opportunity to be glorified. And what I mean by that is he already foresees the level of glory he's going to get out of your life, not for egotistical uh, uh, high for him, but he knows that I am the only one able to handle glory. And then when people begin to see my glory on your life, that goodness that I have bestowed upon you will then draw them to repentance. And then they will begin to see how good I am and that he will, they'll be able to be healed from all their brokenheartedness. It says, will himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Psalms 147.3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's a delicate God. That's a God that's invested. That's a God that's engaged. John 14.27, peace I leave. It is Jesus talking. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. See, there's a responsibility I am. It is our responsibility not to let our hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's our responsibility. When we know that he's the prince of peace and he's bestowed peace upon our lives and that no matter what we go through, he'll give, a, uh, give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And then when we realize that no matter what problems we face, we go to him for our peace, not to a man for a peace, not to a side piece for peace. We don't go to anywhere else or piece of chicken for peace. Because people glutton, uh, uh, emotionally eat, but we go to him for our peace. And then we do our part to make sure that if we don't allow our hearts to be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Next, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Sometimes when you're going through a situation where you've been hurt by a man, you've been hurt by a woman, you've been hurt by a friend, you've been hurt by just life and you feel their victory in the midst of your misery, and now all you got to do is, and all you have is left is to see them succeed. But what you have to realize is God is fighting for you behind the scenes. Forget what they're doing on scene and what scripts they're reading from and how they look on their scene. God is working and fighting for you behind the scenes, and all you have to do is be silent. That's why it's important to go in stealth mode when there's when there's been effects on your emotional um, body and whatnot. Because the more you silence your life, the less people that can be aggressive and violent and 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 and, 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 and speak unnecessary things in your life, so that you can actually heal. He says, "I fight for you. All you have to do is be silent." Let's keep going for some more notes. Some more notes. Man, these, I'm sorry, these words are so small, y'all. My apologies. Uh, why you must heal. Our main thought for today's talk is this. You must heal in order to deal. You must heal. We must heal in order to deal. In order for us to deal properly, we must heal properly. So you must heal in order to deal. If I want to make deals in marriage, if I want to make deals in ministry, make deals in business. We're talking about getting things done for the kingdom of God. I must heal. Also, another main thought that we're going to anchor ourselves on is healing takes time. So take your time. Healing takes time. So take your time. That's very important because the level of your wound will determine the level of your weight. The level of your hurt will determine the length of your healing. And that's, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now let's get to some more points. The problem. Many people are deeply wounded emotionally and are either unaware of how to be healed or they have justified their hurt and have been or have identified with it. That's important. Many people are deeply wounded. The enemy understands that he has leverage to a degree. 
due to the level of fallenness in our world and that there will be hurt, that people will abandon you. People will aim to abuse you. People will aim to misuse you. People will aim to offend you. People will aim to hurt you. And that's life. And some people immaturely hurt you. They didn't even know they meant to hurt you, but they hurt you. People are going to abandon you. People are going to reject you. You're going to get wounded, right? And, and many people are, 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 are deeply wounded emotionally. The worst wounds to have are deep-rooted emotional uh, uh, soulish wounds because the physical wounds, yeah, they can be tragic, but when it comes to the hearts and our, and our emotions and our outlook and our image, when that becomes wounded, either people are unaware of how to be healed or they have justified their hurts and have identified themselves with it. Now let's break that down. So you can understand. So some people just are completely unaware how to heal. They just they just navigating and then they end up positioning themselves in other situations for them to be hurt again, right? Or they have justified their hurt, meaning that they have identified with their hurt. And now they have so they have identified it to such a degree that they have they, they that they have embodied the hurt. And now they become toxic individuals. They become hurt people that hurt people. They become ineffective for the kingdom of God. They become a, a, a lack of joy to be around. And these people are walking around with pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of emotional weight. So many people are deeply wounded. The enemy loves deep wounds. Deep wounds are caused by abandonment. Deep wounds are caused by rejection. Deep wounds are caused by abuse. He wants those deep wounds. And then when you become to when you begin to live your life identifying yourself with any everything but God and finding your identity in him, and then you're going to then it will position you to try to prove that you're not hurt or cause the hurt to be deepened that is passed down through your lineage. And now your daughters are living your hurts. And now your sons are living your hurts, right? So now what needs to be healed in your life? What needs to be healed in your life? Number one, your head. Your head has to be healed. Your head has to be healed. Your thought life has to be healed. We need to position ourselves to where we allow our thought patterns to be healed. We got to change the way we think. Our heads must be healed because how you see yourself, how you see life, how you think will determine whether you brink, be on the brink of purpose or sink in despair. Right. So we have to we have to heal our heads. And how do you heal your thoughts? First, you got to take every thought captive, every thought that does not line up with the word of God, every thought that doesn't line up with just beneficial, productive thought patterns. We got to take a hold of it. We got to take it captive. These scriptures are not just for motivational purposes. These scriptures are not just cute and cuddly. These these scriptures have systems and formulas to help you overcome. So we have to take every thought captive. Why am I thinking this? Where did this thought come from? What is the outcome if I choose to think on this? Who would I become if I think about this? How would these thoughts affect the people that's around me? We have to take every thought captive and think. Thinking is our responsibility. Nobody else should determine how you think but you. You should think. And th the issue is we are so emotional and so casual that we allow the systems of this world, the opinions of other people to think for us. And now when we go through feelings, the world starts saying, well, you should think and not forgive about that. You should not forgive that person. You should not think you should think this way about the situation. You should go out here and try to whatever, whatever, whatever. 
When we should be taking every thought captive, processing the thought, examining the thought, asking what will be the outcomes if I choose to think this because out of the heart, the mouth speaks, you have what you think, right? Then I got to heal my head. I got to heal the way I think or I will never be on the brink of accomplishing my purpose. I got to, what also needs to be healed in our lives? Our emotions. Our emotions need to be healed. Facts over feelings. That's why the head has to be healed first so that your emotions can be healed. So that you won't, you have to examine all triggers and why they're triggering you. Why are you allowing them to trigger you? Who are the people triggering you? What are the things that trigger you? Because we shouldn't give these triggers life. We giving these individuals who hurt us or the, our views about certain things, we giving them too much power and we become emotionally connected. Right. And so we got to we got to heal our emotions. And how do we heal our emotions? We got to process. Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And secondly, we have to make sure that we don't give too much power to feelings. We were not meant to live off of feelings. We were not created to be fueled by feelings. We were supposed to be moved by faith. We were supposed to be moved by through our fellowship with God. That's how we're supposed to move our lives, not by feelings. And you have to aggressively uh, attack those things that are trying to uh, uh, rip apart your chest and, and utilize your feelings for its best and not for your best. What also needs to be healed in our lives? Our anatomy. We got we to gotta start exercising, getting our bodies healed. Because your, the vision is only as good as the vessel. The devil knows that. The enemy knows that I break down the vessel so I can break down the vision that God has for the individual. I have to take care of my temple. I have to take care of my vessel because this is in order for me to sail from this land to the next land. I got to have a, a healthy and well-built vessel, a vessel, a boat that can actually uh, sail for long periods of time to get to his or his or hers promised land to get to a place of prominence and dominance and purpose. I got to take care of my vessel. So when I'm sailing, I don't sink. So I need to heal my anatomy and you can't heal your anatomy if your head ain't healed. Depressive thoughts, demonic thoughts and non-entertained divine thoughts will lead to us being emotional. And when we're emotional and full of anxiety and full of anxiousness, full of fear, full of worry, it breaks down the anatomy. And once the anatomy has been broken, it affects our outlook and it affects the way we look. Now we look downcasted. Now we look weak. Now we're advertising to the demonic spirits that we can weaken them by the end of their week easily because they look at the way they look. They look defeated. They look depleted, right? So we need to make sure that we heal our heads, our emotions, our anatomy, our outlook, the way we view life, the way we view God, the way we view ourselves, the way we view people, the way we view purpose, the way we view time, the way we view money. And then we got to make sure we heal our look. The way you heal your look is with joy. You heal your look with joy. Like when people, people can look at your circumstance and then see your countenance and be like, I know where that man's stance is. I know where that woman's stance is because of the joy that's on them. They look at your circumstance. They look at your countenance and they say, these two don't match. But the thing that makes you uh, uh, bright and alive is because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if your head is not healed and your emotions are not healed and your anatomy is not healed and your outlook is not healed and the way you look is not healed, then your ethics won't be healed.
you won't have character. We have to heal our character. We have to heal the way we execute and do business. We have to make sure we have the right ethics, that we're an ethical person, a, res a, a responsible person, an honest person. We have to heal the ethics, the way we, the way we deal out here in this world. And last but not least, D, we have to make sure we what needs to be healed are our desires. The way we heal our desires is for us to delight in someone higher. <laughs> the way we heal our desires is to delight in someone who's higher and that and who's the highest, and that's God. My delight is in him. And the more I delight in him and begin to engage with him and to begin to love him, then my desires become his desires. And then I will find that my desires are delicate. And, and delightful and and, and 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 able to be accomplished. So what needs to be healed or what needs to be healed in your life and in my life, our head, our emotions, our anatomy, our outlook or look, our ethics and our desires. H-E-A-L-E-D. Let's keep going. Now, why you must heal. And I thank y'all so much for watching. I appreciate it. Make sure y'all like the video. Make sure y'all share the video uh, and, and, and share with someone that you know needs to be healed and overcome and be inspired and motivated to move in the direction of healing. Um, because let me tell you something. If God was in the healing business, then why would he give us an immune system? Why would he give us free will? You know what I'm saying? If he was supposed to be the sole ruler and controller of all emotions and all that kind of stuff, then he would be. we would be robots. There is some responsibility on our end for us to have the healing that we need within. Let me make sure my wife ain't called. Give me one second. Got to make sure. All right, we're good. All right. Why you must heal? Number one, H, so that you can help heal others. This is the part of the discussion where we get motivated, why we, why we have to push through this hurt and pain. We, why we must heal or why you must heal so you can help heal others. Hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. You are ill. You, we become ineffective for the kingdom of God if we keep here, if we keep uh, uh, staying hurt. Like, it's so sad how many people, uh, while they're trying to feed someone, they're bleeding on them. How can you feed when you bleed? You can't, you can't properly, it becomes, uh, infections become inevitable. Uh, we would begin to hurt people because now we're bleeding on them when we're trying to feed them. How can you feed a marriage? How can you feed a relationship? How you can feed children? How can you feed the kingdom of God? How can you feed your local community? How can you feed, feed, feed if there's blood everywhere, if you're bleeding everywhere? So we have to make sure, like the word of God said, let God fight for us. And all we do is be silent. Stealth mode leads to health mode. Health mode leads to wealth mode. Please understand that. In order to have wealth in our lives, we're talking about wealth in our family, wealth in our emotions, wealth, 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 generational wealth. We got to be healthy. In order for us to be healthy, we got to be stealthy. <laughs> Stealth mode. Go quiet. <clears throat> Go and heal. No, no, your whole family can't be in a surgery room when a doctor's doing surgery. All your homeboys, all your girls, your ladies can't be in a room while you're being healed. So you have to go into stealth mode. You got to be okay with being alone. And the enemy loves that. He loves to put in the back of the mind that that, that uh, to be afraid of being alone, to look at loneliness as as a as a dangerous thing when it's it's actually a benefit as far as being alone. Loneliness is the overindulgence in the idea of being alone. But being alone is a blessing. And when people are un 
are unable to be alone, then they then their healing process will take too long. If you're not willing to be alone, then you you won't be healed for a long period of time. Right. And so the enemy knows that if I could make a person hate being with themselves, hate being alone, then they'll never get into a stealth mode that leads to health mode that leads to wealth mode. And then they won't be able to help heal anybody. They won't be able to help hold anything up. It says so that you can help heal others. How can I be an effective minister, an effective speaker? If I'm bleeding on everybody that's listening to me, how can I plant seeds in people's lives when they're when I'm bleeding on their lives? And all you hear through my messages, he's hurt. I hear his hurt in his messages. So as a person's been in the game a long time, when you listen to certain preachers, listen to certain people, you can tell when they're hurt and they're bleeding on the people while they're trying to feed the people. So reasons why you must heal number one, A, so that you can help heal others and hold your responsibilities well. I have to heal so that my well, the water in my well won't be toxic. I have to be well so that my water is well enough that brings wellness to people that make sure I have to be um, um, healed. How can I hold my marriage well in my position as a husband if I'm not well? So when someone offends me or someone hurts me, I heal quickly. If I get offended, if someone says something, if something happens to me, I heal quickly so I can hold efficiently. You just can't harbor hurt and then expect to hold her. You can't harbor hurt and expect to hold him or hold your responsibility in your marriage. And it's unfortunate how people are reaching, trying to respond to things that they don't have the ability to respond to. Responsibility is having the ability to respond. I don't take on certain responsibilities that I know I don't have the ability to respond to his needs, to his concerns. That's why marriages are failing. That's why relationships are failing. That's why our children are failing because it's a bunch of people who are hurt and they're not allowing themselves to be healed. But we got to be motivated to say, hey, I'm going to heal so that I can help God in helping healing others. And so that when I do get responsibility, I can hold them things well. That's why the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't let the sun go down on your offense. Don't let the sun go down on anything so that you can heal properly, so that you can hold properly. Let's continue. Why, why you must heal or why we must heal? So people can enjoy your company and so that you can enjoy your life. Nobody wants to be around a hurt person. The only thing that surrounds hurt people are vultures. So if you're hurt right now and you're surrounded by, look who you're surrounded by. Either you're surrounded by vultures or you're surrounded by healers. <laughs> so when you're hurt, see who comes around and be very careful who comes around because people that you entertain in your company, people that you entertain in your space could be vultures eating off of your flesh while you're hurt, kicking you while you're down to keep you down. But the reason why you must heal so that people can enjoy your company. Nobody wants to be around a, a negative Nancy and, and, and sad Samuel <laughs> and angry, and angry, uh, uh, who, uh, angry Ashley and upset um, Udonis. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around him, her. Why you must heal so that when people come to your life, you actually can share the hope of God from your life so that people can say, hey, man, I like being around him. I like being around her. Why you must heal so that you can actually enjoy your life. It's hard to enjoy money 
when you're emotionally depleted. It's hard to enjoy success when you're emotionally depleted. It's hard to 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 um, be successful if you're depressed. So why you must heal? So you can help heal others and hold your responsibilities well, H-E, so that people can enjoy your company and so that you can enjoy your life. And number two, A, three, so you can accomplish your purpose and accelerate the process. Why you got to heal? Because you got you to gotta make deals, fam. <clears throat> the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Every day I wake up and say, yes, sir, God, I'm ready for service. But if I'm over here, uh, I'm sad, I hate life. How can I make deals for the kingdom of God? How can I make deals for Ezzy Enterprises? <clears throat> How can I make deals so my wife can have the house that she wants? Like, like I, I gotta heal. I don't got time to be hurt. Hurt, hurt takes time away. I gotta heal so I can go accomplish my purpose. So my wife can have money in her purses. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So my kids won't come up in a dysfunctional uh, 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 home with 15 roaches on their face like Diddy. <laughs> we don't have no roaches over here, but what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? So I don't got time to be hurt. I got to go out there and heal so I can make deals for the kingdom of God, so I can make deals for my family, so I can make deals that my children's children's children can feel my deals. Woo. So the reason why we must heal so that we can accomplish our purpose the enemy wants us hurt, so because hurt hinders. And the reason why you must heal to accelerate the process. Do we understand that God loves a miserable Manny? Nobody wants to be around no miserable Manny. Nobody wants to be around miserable Monica. One thing that I realized what was my point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I love about God, people, people act like God can't accelerate things. The Bible says he redeems the time. And you heard me say in the last few videos that God redeems the time at the level of your mind being renewed. If all you do is say, Holy Spirit, renew my mind, cast down vain imaginations, taking every thought captive and raise itself against knowledge of God, right? If you practice those different things and you actually begin to bear fruit, then time will redeem itself for you. It, God ain't going to be like, well, just because you made a mistake, you got to wait 20 years. No, God's like, get it together. Cast your cares on me. Understand why I care for you so that you can see that I'm able to be casted cares on. Know that I'm fighting for you and just stay quiet. Chill. Get healed. Because God said, I can redeem the time. So you can accelerate the process. Could it be that you're single right now because you still hurt from your ex and your next is being hindered because your spirit is vexed? See what I'm saying? So we got to get in a place where we say, you know what? Hey, man, I don't got time to be hurt because I'm tired of just being stagnant and stuck in the process. And I'm ending up with nothing but less. Right. Now, why you must heal L? Big one. That's a long one. So you can know what to. OK. Why you must heal L so you can know what to let in and what to let out. You got to heal because healing gives you a level of uh, uh, level headedness. When you heal, you're level headed. Now you know, hey, I done been through, hey, you, hey, I can, I can smell a fraud a mile away. I can smell a counterfeit a mile away. So now that you heal, now you know, hey, man, I don't got time to entertain dudes like this. I don't got time to entertain girls like this. I don't got time to entertain friends like this. Uh-uh. I know who to let in, what to let in, and I know what to let out and, and whatnot. You got to heal so that you can be level-headed. 
L. So you can be level-headed and able to dis discern and determine what and who you should let in or out. And so that you can leave a respectable legacy. You got to heal so that so that so that you have you leave a respectable legacy so people can say, hey, that man make deals for the kingdom of God. That man was a happy man. That woman was a happy a woman. That man and woman was a happy. They were happy. Right. They were they were joyful. They were they man. They showed me the way that I can that my that, that how marriage can work. And they showed me the way how singleness can work. They showed me the way how to do things. So why you must heal? So you can leave a respectable legacy. And lastly, I love this. The Holy Spirit. Listen, I got all these notes from me 30 about I got back from the gym and I was just going to work on my book. And the Holy Spirit was like, um, uh, work on the message on healing. And I got my notebook. I got my notebook right here. And this was a few minutes ago. No, about about. Well, I've been doing this 30 minutes ago. So about an hour ago, I wrote these notes real quick. See, see, see how to heal. See, see. And the Holy Spirit's like, this got to happen. So I pray this is, I pray this is right now and blessing you. So the reason why you must heal, so that you and so that you can leave your children here. Listen, here, if you're going to heal for anybody, heal for the kids. I counsel kids. And you know how much how much kids tell me about how dysfunctional their homes are. That's unfortunate. It's one thing. One thing you can choose a husband. You can choose dysfunction, but kids can't choose dysfunction. God, kids ain't up in heaven with a little sliding screen and be like, oh, he'll be a great dad. Oh, I want him as a dad. I want her as a mom. No, 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 no. They didn't have a choice in your dysfunction. You the one chose your dysfunction. And if you're going to function properly, if you don't function for anybody well, do it for the kids. Do it for Christ. Do it for the children. Right? But if you're going to do it for anybody, do it for the kids, man, because that's that sucks, man. You out there laying down with, with Fred you laying down with uh with Shelly, and you know they dysfunctional, you know they crazy. Then you have a kid by them, have all kids. Well, I don't believe in no abortion, have them all. But what I'm saying is those who don't, those who, who have kids right now, get yourself together, man. Get your mind right, get healed, man. Because you want to make sure that you leave your children with an emotional, spiritual, mental physical, spiritual, and financial inheritance. Like I like people like why y'all wait so long? Because we got we want to make sure that when we kids kids come up in here that the home is peaceful. The home is spiritual. The home is governed by logic and not emotions and strife. That my wife and I are physically fit and able to be stable for them. And that with the home, I got spiritual there twice. And that there's some money in here. <laughs> money for the kids. Soon as my wife gets pregnant, she's done working. So I gotta get, I got, I gotta, I gotta go make money. That's it. Because once she's down for the count, once I done sold my seed, once she done got the baby pumped, she ain't working no more. And that's by her choice. She said, hey, when I have kids, I ain't working. I said, bet. Why you think I'm up four in the morning writing books? Why you think I'm out here to go get it? Because I'm the man. <laughs> I got to make sure that, hey, I got to make sure when these kids come in this home, they don't got to feel the anxiety. Kids are sponges. Souls are, are sponges, no matter how young they are. 
They can feel the angst, the angst and anxiousness and the rejection. So we want to birth our children where, where they feel that. And we're there now. We're just waiting. Right? So we've got to make sure that we heal so that we can leave our children with an emotional inheritance. They know how to be peaceful. We leave them with a spiritual inheritance. They know God. They've seen you worship God. They see you pray to God. They know God is real. You let them in your faith in God so they can see God come through. You leave them with a mental inheritance. They know how to think for themselves. You don't tell them what to think. You teach them how to think. Because if you teach a person how to think, they'll find God. Don't tell people, don't tell people how to think. Teach people how to think because God created this world logically. God created this world where uh, that that th right thinking, truth, thought processes leads to him. <laughs> Nobody who follows truth will be confused. If you teach people how to think and critically think and process thoughts and, and really discern, they'll find God. So you want to leave them in a mental inheritance. You also want to leave them a physical inheritance. You don't want to be diseased. They come in the house and you sickly. You know what I'm saying? You want to be fitly. <laughs> you want to be fit. So that when your kids want to rip and run, you got the energy. And then they know that you ate well and you fed them well. They understand what foods to eat and not to eat. And now they pass that down to their children and also financial inheritance. Like th the worst thing you can do is leave good kids empty handed. And now they got to go through unnecessary pains. We're not talking about spoiling kids, but we're talking about creating kids who can steward. So why we must heal so that we can help heal others and hold our responsibilities well. E, so that we can, so people can enjoy our company and so that we can enjoy our lives. A, so that we can accomplish our purpose and accelerate the processes. And L, so that we, so that we can know who and what to let in and who to what let out. And so that we can leave a respectable legacy and leave our children. Oh, my bad, y'all. <laughs> and leave our children with an emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, and financial inheritance. Last but not least, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna take y'all this far and not teach you how to heal. And think these things I applied in my life. So how to heal. Number one. Let me see. Oh, let me get let me get in the chat. My bad, y'all. See, my, my notes right here covering up the chat box. And I, I think okay, I'll get back. I'll get to the chat box in a minute. How to heal. H assess the hurt. Assess the hurt and everything that happened. Assess the hurt. How do you heal? You start where will hurt you. Who hurt you? What hurt you? How did it hurt you? How deep is the hurt? Assess it. Take time. Go be quiet. Go be in stealth mode. Get a sheet of paper and write down vent. Assess the hurt. Who hurt me? How did it, how did they how did they hurt me? How did I give them access to hurt me? Right? How did I hurt myself? Right? Assess the hurt and everything that happened. Right? And assess after you assess that. Assess your honor, hope, and habits. And what I mean by that is you assess your honor. What's your honor towards God? The reason why we put ourselves in hurtful situations is a lack of honor. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If I want to walk, if you want to walk in wisdom in your singleness, you got to You got to honor God. You got to reverence God with your singleness. If you want to walk in wisdom when you marry or in your marriage, you got to honor and reverence God. The Bible says the fear of God, a level of reverence for God, level of respect for God leads to all wisdom. It's the beginning of all wisdom. It's the beginning that before I can even walk wisely as a person, I got to assess my level of honor towards God. Because when I honor God, I'll honor myself because I'm made in his image. And then when I honor myself, then I could be honorable and honor others. So I assess the hurt and 
everything that happened and go down to the depths. Allow the Holy Spirit to take you all the way to the depths of your heart and examine uh, 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 who hurt you, why they hurt you, how deep is the wound. The reason why you do that so the Holy Spirit can then lead you to forgive them. Next point. Oh, oh, also you must assess your hope. Is your hope in God? Because the reason why many of us get hurt is because we skirt, skirt. We scoot, scoot. We went on our own. We like, all right, God, you taking too long. So I'm gonna put my hope in this money. And then you start pushing and being a hope <clears throat> fiend. And your hope is in the wrong things. And then you set yourself up to get hurt. So you gotta assess your honor. Honor towards God. You gotta assess, is God where my hope is? Because the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you put your hope in anything that can move, if it's moved further back and you thought that you should have it by now and you don't grasp it, you're going to be hurt emotionally. You're going to set yourself up to be hurt. But you, when you put your hope in God who's immutable, who never moves, you good, fam. You also have to assess your habits. What little bits of happenings do I do every day that is positioning me or cause me to be in that hurt or could be setting me up to be hurt again? Right. So you heal by taking time to assess, <clears throat> assess, assess, assess. All right. E, how do we, how to heal? Engage God. OK, God, I'm here. I'm engaging you. Engaging God means venting. Hey, God, it's you and me, fam. God don't God can handle the heat, fam. God can handle the heat. Vent to God, talk to God, tell God why you mad at him. Tell God why you feel whatever. And as soon as you get mad at God, peace come down. God's like, you good, man. Come here. Come here. Stop talking crazy to me. <laughs> Girl, stop talking crazy. You know I love you. <laughs> hey, baby boy. Baby boy, stop. 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 Boy. Boy. boy don't you swing on me again. <laughs> boy, don't swing on me again. I told you I'm near to the broken hearted, fam. I told you I love you, man. Hey, man. Engage God. Engage. Engage him. Communicate with him. Talk to him. Vent to him. And then he'll find a way when you vent, he removes the dents. Engage God and build empathy. Because when you engage God and begin to see the character of God, you will begin to have empathy for the situation. You'll begin to have understanding. Empathy comes from understanding. That was my, you know, play on words. I was trying to find, I could, there was no you and heal. So I had to find another word. You have to have empathy. Be like Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Man, do you understand? He created the guy that put the nail in his left hand. He was the one that created the guy who put the nail in his right hand. He knew Ty Tyrone. You, he knew Tyrone who ripped his beard. He's like, oh, for real, Tyrone? For real? The one that ripped his beard. He was there when he was looking at uh, 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 Obadiah. No, Obadiah, that's, no, he was a good guy. He, he was there when uh, 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 Michael pierced him in his side. Do you know how deep God's eyes was? Could you imagine the depths of God's eyes when he looked at these people? That you can imagine the, the feelings that these people had when it was done in his hand. He looked at them and saw their soul, saw them when he was there was six years old and how he was there for them when he was and when he was going through leprosy or going through a disease. Can you imagine he looked in the eyes of Michael who pierced him in his side and was like, I was there when your dad left you. He could imagine the depths of Jesus' eyes and, and he was still able to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Engaging God. <clears throat> Jesus oftentimes went to the mountaintop to talk to the Father, talk, talk to the Father. That built his empathy. He built his understanding. 
to a degree, you know what I mean? It, it, it kept him in that, that God flow, right? And then when he got to the cross, he was like, man, Father, forget him for the night I want to do. And he still, who knows, the person the person aside, he probably got him saved too. So when you engage God, you begin to have empathy for that person. What helps me heal quickly? Father, forget it. They don't know what they're doing. When you know your worth and you know that 90% of the people don't know how to interpret worth, don't know how to interpret value correctly, misuse value, man, you get over people quick. When people walk away from back in the day, when people used to walk away, it used to hurt. But when I begin to know myself, when people walk away and start acting funny around me, I'm like, fam, you don't know value. That's not my fault. That's your fault. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the problem. So I tell people, man, when people walk away and do whatever, you got to have a certain level of value. A certain level of, uh, uh, of of feeling from God, where you're able to say, man, I engage God. God is good to me. There's no need for me to hold this against the individual. I have empathy for them. Let's keep going. Engage God and build empathy. Hey, how to heal? Get active. Get active. Use that hurt as fuel. Not fuel to prove, but fuel to improve. Oh, y'all can't even see me. I'm over here using hand signals and stuff. Y'all can't even see my face. You got you don't you don't get active. You don't use that fuel of hurt to try to prove to them that you're healed and to prove to them that they should have never walked out. That's why I walk in love. Even if people who walked away or people talk crazy about me, if I see them in the streets, I'm still I got nothing but love for them. I got nothing but love. But that's why you got to get active. You got to say not you don't get active to prove to anybody. You just get you get active just to improve, just to get better. I I, I gotta get I gotta get into the gym. I gotta go work out. I got, I got to get these endorphins in my body. I, I got to go eat better. Hey, go out there and make it happen. And then have amnesia. If if you were the reason why you got hurt, you got to know who you are as far as being adopted as a son or daughter of God. When you adopt it, you don't got time uh, uh, um, to think about uh, uh, what you did the other day. You know that God loves you. You know, but you and you honor him. And so you honor him. You know, you ain't going to you ain't going to make that sin a habit. You know, you're not going to make that lifestyle a habit. You're going to welcome the Holy Spirit to heal you in that area of, of self-hate and, and being mad at yourself. And how to heal? L, y'all can't see them. Let them let it small. L, let go. You got to let it go. Forgiveness is about you going forward, not for them. Forgiveness ain't got nothing to do about them. People for years thought forgiveness was all about the person that hurt them. No, forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness gives you an opportunity to go forward. To go forward. So you got to let it go. Let Literally, let them go. And that's difficult, but that's tough. But one thing that helped me was being productive, was getting into my purpose, was getting in, just saying, God, you here, let's go. I don't got time to worry about who's not there. You got to you gotta engage the one who's always there. So you got to let go and think about your legacy. How do you think about the legacy? Think about the babies. Think about the kids. Think about your legacy. And walk in love. And live and enjoy your life. Let go. Think about your legacy. Walk in love and live and enjoy life. So how to heal? How to heal? Assess the hurt and everything that happened. And assess your level of honor, hope, and habits. Engage God, eat, and build empathy. A, get active and have amnesia. L, let go. Think about your legacy. Think about what you're going to leave your kids and walk in love. When you see them, walk in love. But you can't walk in love if you're not walking with love. That's why you got to engage God. Walk with God and he'll show you how to forgive. He'll show you how to live. And even when you see them, let me tell you something. I know healing takes time. And I want to make sure I say this. 
um, um, assess the level of your hurt. If you've been deeply wounded, you it may be wise for you to uh, 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 do your best to avoid the person that hurt you, right? Until you heal. Um, but don't let that hurt stay too long. You got to start implementing these strategies and processes, right? That's important because like for, like for an example, I give examples all the time. If a basketball player uh, uh, sprains their ankle, right? It is not wise for them to get right back on that court and try to play again. They have to take the necessary time for that ankle to heal. If not, they'll suffer a greater injury. How many people had a sprained ankle? Look at Kevin Durant. He was injured. He was wounded. They rushed him out there. He allowed them to rush him out there. And then he tore his Achilles and it took him out for a year. But he allowed that year to be a year. And then look at the type of performance he did this year in the game. But imagine him trying to come back early on, try to come back last year then he probably wouldn't have had a stellar year this year or would not be set up to have a great year next year. So assess the level of your hurt and ask yourself, how deep is this hurt? How deep is this wound? And then the more you engage God, the more you begin to take the necessary time to heal. But the best way to be hurt for a long period of time is not to engage and cooperate with the word of God and the spirit of God that's going to lead you on how to heal. That's right, Kiera. I am trying to heal, but I, and that's right. And 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 that's why we in the middle of the fight, you have to understand, I got I to gotta chip away, not chunk away. Chip away. People want, I just want to hurry up and get healed. No, that's building unnecessary anxiety. You just got to take it hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month. And every other, every other day, if needed, every other hour, every other week or every week, you take some time to reflect, how am I doing? And then you assess when you find yourself in front of that person that hurts you or you find yourself in the environment where hurt occurred, assess the level of your growth. But it's hard to have a level of growth if there's not a, a great level of engagement. So you got to do your part with your time and, and spending time with God and getting active and assessing, 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 assessing and taking thoughts captive and 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 and, and start and, and start building empathy so that that the length of time is shrunk. And so that you as you go through therapy with your therapist, who is the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit starts bringing you around accountability. That's why I don't go to therapists until you, don't go to a therapist until you first go to their first one. People are looking for therapy, but they're not looking inside of themselves. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to where you should go. Don't get so caught up in a fad of therapy that you don't first, because what they do is they're trying to replace the Holy Spirit's leadership. There's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing wrong with going to these different uh, supports, but you have to learn the Holy Spirit. You have to learn how to engage him and then he'll lead and guide you into all truth. He'll lead you to the right therapist. He'll lead you to the right person that would aid in his ultimate work. He's the head surgeon. He's the head doctor. And he'll lead you to one that should be the ones that will help support his healing process. So if you've been deeply wounded, you got to be realistic with the time frame. You, if you know you've been injured in a relationship, it's not wise to jump into another one. You might want to. You might need to sit out for a couple of years and heal. So that's what we have to do. So I hope y'all was blessed by this message. If you want to learn more about what I do, you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, for more books, card games, tools, videos, anything else you need. 
uh, ways to support what I do, what me and my wife doing online, all that good stuff. If you want to support that, cool. If you want to get a books, card games, t-shirts, all that good stuff, go to my website, imunplugged.com. Books like The Purpose of Singleness. For those who struggle with their singleness, the real question is, are you whole or full of holes? The book called Dating Prep, How to Date Yourself, Date God, and Become Dateable so you can date the love of your life forever. Great book there. Struggling with soul ties and strongholds, The Purpose of Freedom. You see that bird in the cage, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, but you got to fly in that freedom. There's a lot of people sitting in cages right now, and God been done opened the door. God done been set you free, but you're not, But we're not flying in our freedom. My latest book, uh, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Your Life, How to uh, Every Day Distinguish Between What's a Counterfeit and a Counterpart. also got card games, all that good stuff. Check out my other YouTube channel, The Ezzy Life. Um, all that good stuff. Let me see. People, let me see. Thank you for this. Michelle Miller, what's going on, girl? It was right on time. God, listen. I, I, I came back from the gym. I was going to chill. You know what I'm saying? I was going to work on my book and Holy Spirit dropped this in my heart and I prayed it, it, it touched yours. Uh, for me, uh, 419 blessed me says, for me, I feel like it's going to take time to heal, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to get up more and try more. That's right. <clears throat> you have to be realistic with your hurt. If you know you was in an abusive relationship for three or four years, it may take you two plus three years to heal. Based upon your life circumstances, based upon your job, based upon your work ethic, based upon your disciplines. But if you begin to aggressively go after your healing, you will be healed and God can accelerate the time. It all boils down to the state of your mind, though. You see what I'm saying? You got to get your mind right. When you get your mind right, the time will be right. Yes, it was confirmation for me. God bless. I'm glad. Was just in prayer over this a few minutes ago. God gets the glory. Just trying to heal. But I am still triggered when the person that hurt me is brought up. And that's when you begin to assess where you are. Listen, there are going to be some people that you are going to engage in that's going to hurt. And what you do is you, you attack it. What I mean, you see them, you smile. That's why it's important to be grateful. Gratitude must be your default attitude because you never know who you're going to face. You never know who's going to offend you. You never know who you're going to see. So if you practice gratitude and you practice growth and you practice engaging time with God, when you do meet them, if you started your day off with joy and the joy is strengthening you, then when you see that person, you'll be surprised at how you handle it. I've noticed that when I wasn't practicing those different things, when I saw a person or scrolled and saw a person, I felt some in my heart. It's because I didn't put my heart in position to succeed if I was to see a person that hurt me, right? Or if I see whatever. And you really don't know how healed you are until you see that person. But the goal is if you practice gratitude every day, if you practice casting down vain imagination, if you practice emotional stability, but through mental healing and you practice your spiritual disciplines, then you have a greater chance that when you see them, it won't be that, that uh, bitter, right? But 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 you, uh, you got to put those habits in place. And but if if you do see a person that hurts you and you're triggered after you see them, after you've greeted them, if you do greet them and some people you just got to walk away from, you then go home and attack that feeling. You go there and say, okay, why am I feeling this way still? And then you, then that's what I tell people to uh, get up, get your phone, go to your, go to your notes or get a notebook. I don't know if that's my wife. Hold on. Get your notes. On your phone or get your notebook. Right? Get your notes or get your notebook and write down the facts. The facts of why that relationship had to end. The facts why that person hurt you. The facts on why you should forgive them. Have that thing written up and ready. Written up and ready. Written up and ready. 
Because if you try to process the right things with all these feelings, then it's going to be hard for you to see things clearly. You got to have something that's on paper so that you can go back to, oh, okay, that's why I must heal. Write down your children's name. If you single, write down the names of the kids you would like to name the potential names. Write down your legacy. Write down different things so that you can have a constant reminder on why you should heal. You see what I'm saying? So you can have a constant reminder. This is why I must heal. Okay. 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 I see now. Right. That's what you do. So, uh, so that when you see them, you just, okay. So next time you see them, oh, I don't really feel that bad. Okay, God, I see us. I see how we healing. Uh, 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 Brielle says, amen. Thank you. God gets the glory. Uh, Ken Kenneth says, this was good. Thank you so much for this. God gets the glory. Michelle Miller says, thank you for this. It was right on time. Uh, for me, uh, for me, I feel like it's going to, okay, we got, okay, yeah. uh, Carol, bless, bless you too, uh, y'all, oh, y'all engaged, y'all enjoying it, uh, I am trying to heal, but I need, oh, oh okay, yeah, uh, Josh says, can someone explain why just left unplugged, nah, I didn't leave unplugged, unplugged, just pivoted, the good thing about life and purpose, you gotta learn how to pivot, why am I gonna pay out all this money, why am I gonna do all this different stuff, right, and, and it's not what God wants me to do at the time. So I'm spending, I was spending unnecessary money, spending unnecessary time on something that God ended that chapter of. So we still do Unplug. Um, this this is like Unplug videos. Uh, we still got plans with Unplug as far as shirts and a movement. But as far as the local Bible study, that, that chapter is done. Um, God is planting me in my church. So I'm, I'm submitted to my pastor, serving the young people at my church. And that's where God has me. And, I, and I'm, God is taking me to a greater level of ministry. And he pulled me out of that form of ministry because that time was up. And so that's why Unplug is done. It was a great experience. It was not, I don't like the word experience. It was a great time in, in my history. And a lot of people were blessed by it. And, and I, I'm, I, I pray they continue to be impacted by it. And some stuff just got to remain nostalgic. That was a period of time where it was an amazing uh, uh, ministry, amazing work by God. But now... It's time, it's time for a different level of ministry. That stuff was cool, but that stuff, that stuff is outdated now. That's why I'm not doing that type of ministry. That stuff is outdated. And people are still doing that for ministry. Lights, camera, action, smoke, uh, uh, the gimmicks, the marketing, the games, all that kind of stuff. Even though one thing my wife said, she said, even though you did all those different things, the word of God was still strong. But at the same time, the methods around that message is outdated. Right now, it's time to really do deep, thorough ministry. And that's not always the sexiest. That's not always the most viralist. That's, the, that's not always the best. And so what I'd rather do is serve y'all through video. Coach Bailey says, what do you need prayer for? Uh, just, uh, uh, what else do I need prayer for? Uh, God's will in my life continue uh, 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 to be revealed. Um, pray um, my wife and I strength as we engage marriage and uh, position ourselves for children. That's how you can pray for us. Yeah. Um, and all that good stuff. I keep a journal. I have made a lot of progress in the last, and I'm working on something for y'all. I got something special. Working on a very, very good book right now. Can't wait to get it to y'all. And so I love y'all. I better go because I think my wife is home. I, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Uh, let's see. Uh, yep. Nice to know that healing is a truth. That's right. I'm in on that note. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. This message was, was placed on my heart. I hope y'all was blessed by it. And I'll see y'all on the by and by. Peace.